everyone. This is Cherry. And this is Kat. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Kat. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, today we are talking about Jennifer's body from 2009 because I, Cherry, had never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's like super sacrilegious in the horror world because you either really love Jennifer's body or you really hated Jennifer's body. But I had never been interested. And I realize this doesn't make sense. Part of it is because it feels very teenager. And in, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. In 2009, I was, how old was I? Was I 30? <laughs> I'm doing terrible math. I think you were an adult. I was 30. <laughs> I, was, I was 30 years old. Yes. So I was not interested. No. <laughs> I am Megan Fox's age. I think. Okay. So I wasn't, I was, I wasn't a teenager, but I wasn't too, I wasn't that old, like that far away from high school. I actually, uh, I'm in a weird camp where I neither hate nor love this movie. I am actually pretty much, I feel like the, my Anubis scales of what I disliked and liked about this movie <laughs> like balanced out the heart and the feather are aligned like that's where I am with Jennifer's body yeah I definitely have criticisms but I think right off the bat I would say I feel like it's a it's a movie worth watching yeah if it yeah. having seen it now um I agree I neither love nor hate it um I can check it off on my like horror movies you have to see I can check that off that list um it was fine it was a movie. Yeah. I, if it was on TV, I would not be upset if I, I would, if I had to watch it again, it was just, you know, yeah. it was fine. Okay. Right. So yeah. our ringing endorsement there, uh, if you have <laughs> not seen Jennifer's body and, oh, uh, we're going to go ahead and give our spoiler free synopsis. Yes. But then we're going to roll right into the spoiler discussion. Yes. So spoiler free synopsis. Um, this movie follows a young woman. Her name is Anita. Her friends call her, her friends and family call her Needy. Um, and this movie is actually about Needy's best friend, Jennifer, who, you know, I, I don't know if you get this from the trailer because I never saw it. I don't remember the trailer, but I'm just, the short version. She, uh, is that a spoiler? No, it's not a spoiler. It's in all the trailers. That she gets possessed. Yes. Okay. Jennifer's body is possessed, hence the title. Um, and it's about her friend Needy, who needs to do something about that as a good friend would. Okay, that's that's that, that there you go. Spoiler stops. So from here on out, if you haven't seen it, I mean it's 2009. If you wanted to watch it, you would have by now. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it and you really want to watch it, um, as of this recording, I watched it on um HBO, HBO streaming service, which is I'm not gonna name it because they keep changing the name. Um, so whatever HBO's streaming service is currently called, find it there for if you pay for that. It's also on Amazon for like $3 or something. Anyway, yeah. So from here on out, we're going to spoiler this movie a lot, a whole lot. So if you don't like it, uh, three, two, one. All right, there we go. <laughs> so something interesting about this movie, it uh, wasn't going to get made at all. It was mid and the script leaked. I always do the leaks in like 
15 quotation marks here because I never believe that anything that is a leak is not on purpose except Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, they don't mean they don't mean for you to find out about Star Wars ahead of time. But everything else I feel like is basically the studio, the director or the producer doing it on purpose to try to get hype. And it worked. Their script got uh, voted top script. There's some kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, snobby film bro thing where they vote on the, the, the script that should have gotten made like a blacklist award and they won it. And so then they decided to film it and oh, shocker, right? <laughs> <laughs> And it was delayed for a while because of the last round of uh, big writer strikes. Um, but then, and that kind of gets blamed for why it never did very well. But I am of the opinion that it didn't do very well because it's just not a very good movie. <laughs> so it's not a terrible movie, but I feel like overall as a movie, it's not doing its job. That's fair. Um I guess the job is to entertain. I don't know. I don't know. I think I mean, the job is to tell a cohesive story. And oh, I think yeah. that it fails on the cohesive story yeah. line. Mm -hmm. So by first, my first complaint right off the bat, you know, my notes are always in the roughest of chronological orders, is that I forgot, forcibly forgot, that um, it does the thing that I hate the most, where you loop back around you start off post-murders mm -hmm. and then you loop back around to finish the story and uh, it is almost never done very well <laughs> if there is a movie that we're going that should have come out yes so at the time of this release we will have already talked about x yes and x did an excellent job excellent job <laughs> of uh doing this the right way where the beginning was good suspense but it wasn't a spoiler that any particular person lived or died because all the bodies were covered in sheets because the characters we were introduced to were not present at the time of the killings so it was like a post discovery right and it worked great and when we look back around to the end i really like I, I liked where we went with it yeah but whenever you do a loop to the end of a horror movie and you show me the main character i know in my heart of hearts that 99 percent of the time in a horror movie my main character is not going to die but when you give me omniscient narration and you show me their face from the jump every time they're put in danger i know they're going to be fine there's no suspense for me it's why i hate prequels i already know they survive i saw the original this doesn't work for me and they they did that for this and I feel like they just made a lot of those like dumb format choices throughout this movie. Um, that's fair. I agree. It I, it's not the reason that I didn't love it. I it just I I didn't I did cease to care. <laughs> I mean, mm. you know, as soon as Amanda Seyfried's on the scene, um, you know, just from the poster that she's not Jennifer because Megan Fox is on the poster. So you meet her, you know, she's not Jennifer. And then she does her little like they call me the kicker or whatever in the uh, in the opening scene, and I was like, oh, so she is the one who's blamed for however many people are about to die. All right, <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't need to watch the rest of the movie, but whatever. <laughs> I guess as rebellious little white teenage 
girls watching this that we were supposed to be really hyped she kicked a black woman in the teeth for being nice to her but i watched it and was like this cunt like <laughs> i'm not i'm not interested in you like they call me the kick her okay <laughs> shut, shut up shut the fuck up like i i'm, I'm tough i'm i'm demon now <laughs> I, I i hated all of her like post-murder angst i hated the voice she was doing in her narration like i hated whatever she was doing and i can't it's not an amanda seyfried hate overall i actually usually like her in things she has that kind of face i like where she's extremely attractive but a little unusual looking right mm -hmm. so she yeah. is like she's like nice to look at like i feel like she did very well in her screen tests right um but she and she is really good at being both believably dorky but attractive enough to be having a boyfriend to be having her flirtation with the little goth guy like i buy that she is nerd attractive right yeah but i just feel like the the transformation to the badass juvie prison girl just didn't it didn't work for me for me at the end when we find out that she's got a little bit of the demon in her that helps a little bit because mm -hmm. then it's still not actually her character. It's not Anita or Needy who's actually a badass. It's the demon acting like a demon. And so that made me feel a little better about this transition from nerdy good girl to someone who kicks people in the chest for being nice to them. <laughs> like I just, I, I felt better about that. All right. Okay, so my problem with this is the thing, my biggest problem with this script is the thing that they try to push this script as. They try really hard to push this script as feminist and it's not. Uh, that's, my, that's my hashtag, come fight me for this, is that this is not a feminist movie. Um, and my, my explanation for this is that Diablo Cody has done two movies. I know that she has done more, but she has done two movies. And one was Juno and one was Jennifer's Body. And everything that was a problem with Juno that kind of mm, didn't bother me at the time because it made sense for the format is in Jennifer's body. So my first one is that women and women are, are treated so shitty in all of Diablo Cody's works. Uh, and in Juno, I'm going to talk a little bit about Juno. If you haven't seen Juno, uh, you sure you should. It's good. It's easy to watch. But yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk about it anyway. So spoiler. <laughs> uh, Juno's about, you know, pregnant teen, Elliot Page played the main character, right? And one of the things that's a real issue in Jennifer's body is that the female friendships and the way that girls are treated, it's very, only one girl can be important. And only one woman, you can only have one female friend. And then it's not even a real friendship because it's sex and taking advantage of each other. And all women are terrible. And it's just, this I'm a cool girl all my my friends are boys kind of I'm not like other girls kind of a writing style and if you look back at Juno Juno does the same thing Juno has zero female friends okay um she the only girl her age that is even talked about because you never see one she can be the only girl in town uh is the girl that Michael Sarah's dates for two seconds and all they do is talk shit about her about how she smells like soup and she's so boring and she's so not cool like juno is cool and 
then the only other two females female act like characters at all are um the bitchy stepmom and then the bitchy woman who's going to adopt the baby and they're both just these bitchy horrible nags and the only people who are good to her are the boyfriend and the dad and this but see juno gets away with it because juno is teen pregnant and so that's very isolating and you kind of forgive a lot of her rougher character traits because she's going through like these hormones and this social pariahism, you know, and and so you you let it slide, and then it pops up in Jennifer's body, and you're like, no, because there's no reason <laughs> Jennifer and Amanda Seyfried can only speak to each other, and even if you want to give me that, you know, Megan Fox slash Jennifer is just so gorgeous and sexy and having sex with all these men, and so you know, uh, Amanda Seyfried's the only person you can put up with her ass. Other people should be friends with Needy. Needy is the type who makes female friends. But her only friends are men too. Right. Yeah. Her In fact, mm-hmm. when she's friends with Colin, the goth dude, she even makes a little dig at his, his little dead girls, his little dead girl goth girls. Like she can't even be nice to them through like periphery. And I think when we got to like the funeral scene and they were, and then the dance scene where it was just the goth girls like ragging on each other for having abortions and like, uh, you know, you're, you know, you're so fake and, and terrible. And I was like, I get it. You hate women. I understand. I, I, I get it. You are, there is, can, can only be one cool girl ever. And if it's not going to be Jennifer, cause she's dead, it's gotta be needy. And every other woman is just like a prop for you to shit on and show how much of a better woman you are. And I think a lot of people who watch this don't recognize, like sometimes women are misogynists. And I feel like <laughs> Diablo Cody, at least 2009 Diablo Cody was absolutely a misogynist. That's fair. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I, you know, I never look up the directors. I just assumed Diablo Cody was a man. Um, but there you go. <laughs> no, I know. That doesn't make me, doesn't change my opinion at all. <laughs> that it was a woman. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like didn't care when Jennifer got put was possessed like once once we know that that's what happened because it happens pretty early right they go to the bar the bar burns down she gets in that van with those guys and like first of all i needy should have tried harder to keep her out of the van yes thank you instead of her being like oh no don't get rape murdered oh, don't get raped uh, see you. i'm gonna i'm gonna go home i'm gonna call my boyfriend and tell yeah. him that i let you go get rape murdered <laughs> i blame I actually blame the director for that less so than the script because you have a perfect opportunity for them to steal Jennifer. In fact, in the in the summaries for all the show, because I looked it up, in the summaries they always say she's kidnapped, even though oh. she's clearly not kidnapped. No. You can have one of two things happen. You can either have the the bar fire, utter chaos people dying and this band taking advantage in order to whisk her away in the chaos. Like there's no reason why someone couldn't come out and grab Needy and be like, Needy, have you seen Craig? Oh my God, you know, the Roman's missing, blah, blah, blah. Can, I need help. Can you, can, you know, do you have a car? Can you drive? And then in that chaos, 
a stunned and and hypnotized uh jennifer is is taken away because it, and that would have been great i would have been fine with that but instead she just stands there and goes no wait don't go <laughs> like she doesn't scream she doesn't try to go get help like uh, uh, you could have given me a hysterical needy trying her, her darndest but being you know a weak little nerd girl and not being able to do anything give me her smacking on the van window or something you know yeah. no, no okay no or you could give me jennifer is a shitty friend who makes needy break her date to come out here and then just blows her off it's like hi i'm a virgin bye i'm gonna hang out with these guys you know have have fun getting home by yourself like you could give me one or the other but you can't give me kind of both because what ends up happening is you're like jennifer is just gonna go fuck this guy even though all of these people died around her and i know that i'm supposed to assume that the music that this creed cover band is making (laughs) is uh hypnotized her into complacency but that is part of the we are so busy being quip, 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 quip with this script that we don't actually cover anything important, like the whole BFF necklace or the mm-hmm. whole psychic connection or the whole are they lesbians or the whole is is Jennifer hypnotized? Like we just don't get to know anything plot relevant ever. And this is the beginning of it. Like uh, how is she hypnotized? Did they start the fire? Why would they hypnotize her and start the fire? Right. She was clearly willing to go with them from the jump. Why would they bother doing any of this? Was it part of the ritual? I don't fucking know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Will never know. No. And so I don't like Needy or Jennifer. I mean, I don't think I'm supposed to like Jennifer anyway. And then I don't like Needy because you're supposed to be like the good friend. You know, Jennifer is the is the supposed to be the like hot mess, out of control, does what she wants kind of girl. And Needy's the like nerdy, responsible Ravenclaw. And I'm like, no, she's not because she does. <laughs> she's not. Yes. Thank you. No, so she's not. <laughs> Uh, she's she's the she's the Juno who has no reason to be an asshole right and so when you give me Jennifer I actually like Jennifer because first of all Megan Fox is extremely charismatic and Mm -hmm. she's very good looking for the role she is a little old looking for the role even though she's only in her 20s but she dropped so much weight she dropped to under 100 pounds for this role and she still got those boobs so you know she was because every time I saw her her little waist I was a snatched little uh but she did that on purpose and she does come off as you know a a teenage girl who matured really fast and got a lot of attention and could not handle it um and so i i at least like jennifer because she's honest in a way i feel like she's always authentic um in fact the only thing that i find strange is that once she's possessed and she starts kind of talking shit about the dead people needy acts so shocked but i feel like jennifer would have done that anyway i feel like she would have been like that even if she wasn't possessed yeah i think so too she absolutely would have been under her breath talking shit because that's what she does like that's what she always does she talks shit about needy's boyfriend in front of the boyfriend and in front of needy like clearly she doesn't care what people think of her she says what she wants she does what she wants that's her personality like and I, I mean, I would, would I like a friend like Jennifer? No, not really. She seems like somebody I'd have to babysit constantly, but I can, I can appreciate her as a character and she is a believable combination of traits. Whereas I feel like the script really wants me to like needy and I don't like needy. Even Amanda Siegfried makes me, you know, invested in the character, but not yeah. enough to where I like, I like her or care if she survives. No, not at all. Like it was the- I mean, I mean, I don't know if it was bad writing or bad directing, but like Needy, Needy's character 
like what I think her character description was, didn't fit. She doesn't try hard enough to keep Jennifer out of that van. And if you're supposed to be the responsible friend, so Jennifer gets in the van. Okay, okay, you drive leisurely drive home. And then you call your boyfriend to talk about the fact that Jennifer got in this van. But even then, Needy's focus wasn't that her friend just went off with a group of strangers to get rape murdered. Instead, her focus is, but there was a fire and all these people died. Yeah, they all died and they're being dealt with. What about the fact that no one knows where your friend is but you? Like no one well, knows that Jennifer got in this van. To be, you know, to be fair though, Chip, the guy who I'm supposed to think is the world's most perfect, wonderful, nice boyfriend goes, fuck Jennifer. He's like, I don't care if she's getting rape murdered. I only care about this fire. Like, okay, dude, I get it. She thinks you're a loser, but, um, you know, all I can say is it's, I've dated guys like that. Yeah. I've dated <laughs> guys like that. Oh, so nice. Oh, the nicest guys in the world. Hashtag <laughs> feminism, absolute pieces of shit. And I was like, I feel like you didn't do this on purpose. Like you wanted another nice guy, Michael Sana, Sarah, uh, Michael Sana is not the nice guy, Michael Sarah, <laughs> uh, Juno boyfriend. And you're, you're, you're dropping the ball here, buddy. Um, I hate the dialogue. I'm going to say, I hate, I hate, 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 hate this dialogue. Uh, I hate that they call each other Monistat and Vagisil. I hate so much, but, 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 uh, I do um, say lime green jello for for jealousy from this movie and I think I used it like once or twice ironically and now I use it in very specific situations where someone is clearly being bitter about something that doesn't matter like <laughs> it has to be extremely petty it has to like it I've tried I'm thinking of like the very specific vernacular that this occupies in my mind but I do <laughs> I do actually use that term and I do think the crossing out is really cute uh, but in general, I yeah. think that the dialogue is awful. Oh, it's so, and I, people love this dialogue, but it's so unnaturally paced. It just does, it sounds like they're reading from a script. They are reading from a script all the time. Every single line has to be pithy and it people, doesn't. People like this dialogue? <laughs> oh, they love it. Oh no, the dialogue is like, even the, oh. even the critics when it came out, we're like, the dialogue is the best part. It's just the movie's kind of a mess. They love the dialogue. I they literally, the Diablo Cody talks. At the bar scene, I literally wrote, this movie is ridiculous. Is this supposed to be campy? <laughs> like... It's that it's that thing where people will write something and then they'll be like, do you think it's campy? Because then it's campy. Do you want it to be campy? Because then it's campy. And then, uh, oh, but you're taking it straight. Oh, that yeah, that's how teens talk. Absolutely. It can be taken straight. So it tries to it tries to sell itself in any way that it will be purchased. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in general, I feel like it's it's like uh, bodies. It's it's very much body body bodies body threes in that or black or that old black Christmas lost episode uh, <laughs> where they wanted the dialogue to be so stand out and so clever and so relevant that the actual plot line of the world that is happening around them makes zero fucking sense. So all it did really was distract me. I needed about half as many quips and two times as much plot. Yeah. For this to work out for me. 
I don't have a lot of like plot notes or thoughts. I didn't have a lot of thoughts. Like most of my like happy thoughts of this movie are just like the people, the actors that I like. I was like, oh, J.K. Simmons. Oh, oh, Chris Pratt's in this. I didn't know that. And then, uh, yeah, Chris like Pratt. I know. I was like, is that Chris Pratt? <laughs> And then Needy's boyfriend, I don't know his actual name, but he's young Neil from Scott Pilgrim, which I have mem memorized. Yeah, so like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's young Neil. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Did not care. And a very young Neil role. It is a very young Neil role. Yeah, it's perfect. It's it, a I feel like the I feel like in general the casting was good, but some people are are wasted. Um, like J.K. Simmons is wasted on being that dorky teacher where he was very impactful in Juno. And I feel like that was kind of a mistake. And I get it's because, you know, uh, nobody was really important in this movie except Adam Brody and <laughs> like Needy and everybody else just wasn't important. But, uh, oh, and I will say about Adam Brody is that I never, I will never, I will go to my grave not being able to recognize this man. I don't know him <laughs> and people talk about him and in a way as where I feel like I know his name I feel like I ought to know this person that this person is a famous person somehow be where he's like don't you want to be like that guy in Maroon 5 and I was like I could not pick out in a lineup you any of your bandmates or any of the dead guys except the the, the football player yeah. in a lineup if you put them all in a lineup with that guy from Maroon 5, like they are literally the same human being. They're so generic. I can't, is this racist? Cause they're white guys with the, the floofy dark hair, but I like mean, they're all the same man to me. And I don't understand the pull that this is, this is, this is peak, uh, white man, uh, media, mediocre, uh, <laughs> hype. I feel because I know that I've seen Adam Brody and things like this. And I just, I don't know this man. I don't, he has zero screen presence for me. I was like, I know this, I know I know this guy, but I couldn't name a single thing I knew him from. I had to Google him. And even then, I think I only know him from Ready or Not. The movie where like, uh, the woman's like a bride and they- Who's like he in Ready or Not? He's, I think he's the groom. <laughs> right? It's Are the, you sure? I don't, I don't quote me on that. Here's the thing. I don't remember really any of the faces the you're not, except the bride, because she's the main character. It says he's Daniel. I don't remember their names. Do you think he's the brother? I think he's oh, the he brother. Oh, he is the brother. The brother you're brother right. Is also quippy. And I feel, I, I I feel like Adam Brody does quippy, quippy white guy thing. Yeah, I think he does quippy white boy things. But yeah, I don't, yeah, but like, I couldn't remember him. He had zero screen presence for me. I don't know this man. Why is he famous? Why are you famous? Why are why are people famous? That's what I want to know. Like, we got <laughs> Megan Fox over here assisting on two crackers a day so she can be in this lead role. And you just roll up being Adam Brody like you're important. I'm very, I'm very offended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's in Scream 4. He's the deputy, Deputy Haas. I didn't get that far. I didn't get past three. I just, I was trying to find I've, I've never gotten past screen three. I, but now I'm yeah. worried that the only, that I actually am thinking he's someone else. <laughs> so I hate the lesbian subplot. And this is not because I hate lesbians. 
I actually would have liked it a lot if they were actual lesbians. That would have been cool for me. I would have enjoyed that. That could have been some subtext. But instead, you randomly get them making out for no reason. They never talk about it before or after. And it could have been a really interesting thing because it, and it feels like almost that they wanted to set it up. And, and I know that they're going to be like, oh, well, it was, you know, 2009 and there was censorship. But no, honey, that's not how like impl implications in film work. Like you could have implied a lot with how you shot this or how you uh, framed things. So like when Jennifer turns down Colin, Colin asks her out, right? Yeah. Colin being the goth dude. And earlier in the film, Colin the goth dude had come and kind of flirted with Needy. And you kind of get the idea that, you know, he's just a dude. He's a teenage dude. He will date any pretty girl catches his eye. He is not particularly, he's not particularly obsessed with Jennifer. Uh, and Needy's got a boyfriend. So, you know, it's whatever. He'll date any, any attractive girl that will give him the time of day. Uh, and so when he asks Jennifer out, and she turns turns him down and amanda sanfried is like oh but he's really nice you know he writes this poetry you know kind of showing that if it wasn't for chip maybe she would be interested in colin you yeah. know they got a little thing then jennifer accepts his invitation and ends up murdering him okay but the way she accepts it and the way she murders him it seems like such a whim what I needed them to frame it in a way where it's clear that she chooses Colin because Amanda is interested in him. And then I'd be like, oh, it's like this sexual jealousy competition thing, but they don't really do it. And hmm. I needed Jennifer to maybe stalk Chip a little bit before the breakup yeah. so that she could show that Chip was a rival for Amanda Seyfried's affection. Like I just needed them to show the parallel. And I feel like on paper, it looked right. But in the movie, you completely lose it. You really just get two attractive actresses are going to make out now so we can put clips of this in the trailer and trick you into watching. Like, this is actual queer baiting. Like, this is actually, we're, we are pretending that this has a lesbian <laughs> subtext. We are tattooing you. <laughs> like the old band. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a data reference. You can look it up. It was a big deal at the time. Uh, that we are we are doing this specifically to appeal to straight men i did not put those two things together yeah because they don't frame it right i've seen this movie a number of times usually not on purpose like i think the first time i watched it on purpose but like you know like you said it's a it's a background movie so it'll be on in the background somewhere and so it's just something that i've noticed over repeated exposure that like man you know this could have been this could have been something but it's it's not. And I think also that none of that was in, excuse me, none of that was in the original script. So they literally just needed in a pseudo lesbian subplot in the middle of filming to, you know, have things for the trailer. And there's a lot of like, there's actually a lot of like, contra I don't want to say controversy, but there's a lot of contradiction in how uh, the actors felt about it. Which isn't to say that nobody, you know, was like that they were squicked out by a lesbian kiss or anything like that, yeah. but that some of them felt like you're throwing this in here specifically just to make this some like weird straight guy fake trailer thing. Uh, and then, of course, after it came out and everyone loved it, they were like, oh, no, I love being a lesbian on screen. It's the best. What are you talking about? But <laughs> at the time, uh, apparently it was it was somewhat controversial that, you know, 
you can't throw things like this in claiming to be a feminist movie when you are clearly appealing to straight horn dog dudes here to see the girl from Transformers. Like you, you tried to appease everyone and you appeased everyone who wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, I, I did get kind of that there was maybe supposed to be a gay subplot or a hint of one. Um, I thought it first when I think it's, Seafried, Amanda Seafried or Needy who like in her voiceover says like sandbox love never dies and like I understand that what she was trying to imply was like we've been best friends since we were little but I was like that's an interesting way to say that sandbox love never dies I was like oh are they like gay or does one of them have feelings for the other and then so later when Jennifer like makes that comment like when Jen, like Colin she turns Colin down and then Needy makes that comment and then Jennifer goes back and like gets Colin I I took it as not quite which these things don't match not that Jennifer was jealous because Needy was interested in someone who wasn't her I thought it was just like Jennifer had to be the prettiest in the group and so like this guy like, oh yeah, this guy hit on me. And then Needy kind of reminded her, like Colin had hit on me before. So like, honestly, Colin had hit on Needy first. So Jennifer was like, not sloppy seconds, but like his rebound essentially. I thought bringing that up for her is what made Jennifer be like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I can get him. I'm going to get him. Like, I'm going to show you Needy. Like I can pull him too. Cause you know, she had also made that comment about how when they go out, Needy can show her stomach, but not her boobs that like tits are Jennifer's thing. Cause Jennifer's gotta be yeah. the hot girl in the friend group. So like, I didn't even think about it being like, oh, it's because they are supposed, they're supposed to be this hint that they like have romantic feelings for each other. The chip thing was the same with me. I thought that Jennifer not liking chip was more like, I'm supposed to be the pretty one. So how dare she have a boyfriend, even though Jennifer clearly didn't want a boyfriend. Like, mm -hmm doesn't matter Jennifer doesn't want a boyfriend the point is Needy's not supposed to have one because Jennifer is the hot girl she's supposed to pull all the guys Chip's supposed to be interested in Jennifer not Needy even though he doesn't care at all about right. Jennifer so like I thought it was a right. jealousy thing like that yeah I do think I do think that they were trying to do that fine line between being like oh am I you know do I want to be them or do I want them kind of thing um I, I think another reason why it falls flat is because they're not consistent with who is more invested. Yeah. So if you want me to think that needy is the needy one from her name down to way, how she drops everything for Jennifer and she follows all of Jennifer's rules. Um, then she drops Jennifer really fast you know? Yeah. So I, I don't get the feeling that that's mm. genuine or long lasting. It almost feels just habitual so that by the time things start going kind of awry with Jennifer, she's just like, oh, well, <laughs> and she doesn't really <laughs> seem to care until she loses her boyfriend. And I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't buy that Jennifer was the most important person to needy. Yeah. I, it almost seemed like this is just happens to be my only female friend. Like I needed her to have female friends. I think that really would have fixed a lot of this. <laughs> uh, like if she had been friends with that other nerdy girl, instead of just being bitchy to each other for no reason. 
and and they had been like oh no you know I love hanging out with you but I hate who you are around Jennifer or like I hate how you drop everything for Jennifer or like Jennifer's so shitty to me I don't understand how you can be friends with her and she'd just be like but that's my bestie I have to you know <laughs> that but the fact that Needy also has zero friends makes me feel like she's not that invested in this relationship in fact after um she confronts or the, after her and Jennifer have the the talk in the bedroom or whatever and she says oh I just haven't talked to anybody in like in like a month or whatever like I haven't really talked to my boyfriend and I haven't talked to yeah uh anybody else because I have zero friends I'm not interested in any other human being except Jennifer and my boyfriend and it I didn't feel like I felt like she cut off everyone I feel like she cut off Jennifer just so easily just out absolutely with no remorse I don't think needy is such a good person that she's genuinely horrified by this murder and and death I just don't I and I don't know if it's because of the way they started with the narration or what but like I don't believe that she is or at least I don't even believe maybe that it's real to her hmm. she just sits on the information for weeks she doesn't just doesn't she's like well I'm mad at you but I'm gonna do absolutely nothing about this yeah and even when she does even when she is like chip is kind of the last straw but when she is upset about what's happening it's not so much like my friend something's going wrong with my friend i need to help my friend it's really like my friend is the one killing people in town i need to stop her from killing people which you could then insert anybody in that slot <laughs> like if it basically she knew who the serial killer was and was like i'm gonna stop the serial killer yeah the fact that it was her friend i don't think made a difference yeah she just didn't seem it didn't seem to be any hesitation i felt yeah. like the amount of hesitation that she had would have been the same if it was chip or if it was her mom or anyone like yeah it was just the oh i'm a woo and i can't be you know decisive and, and that was the most of it it wasn't like i am genuinely conflicted like she never has a conversation with jennifer where she's like couldn't you just be ugly? And then Jennifer would be like, no, I'm not going to be ugly. Like I'd, ra- I'd rather kill people and be beautiful. Or for Jennifer to be like, uh, it's not just being ugly. Like if I wait too long, I'll, I feel like I can feel myself dying. Like uh, there was no dialogue there. Mm-hmm. There was no her saying, well, can't you leave the people that I care about alone? Or like, you know, can't you stick to strangers or something like that? Because then she's like so offended that she picked Chip. She's like, I can't believe you picked Why? You didn't, it's not like you told her it was off limits. <laughs> Like, yeah, what the hell would it matter? What the hell should it matter to you? Like you, you were not invested in keeping anybody safe. Right. Like breaking up with Chip was so stupid. Like, oh, she's after guys instead of being like, stick with me and don't be alone with uh, Jennifer. You know, even if you don't believe me about the demon thing, we're not getting along right now. Uh, and she's just like, go be single and free and frolic <laughs> in the park at, at night by yourself. Like, this is how I keep the man I love safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did really like the first three times I saw Megan Fox with the bloody makeup smiling and the grotesque teeth. And like, it was a nice, like, arrow girl, sexy, but gross kind of thing by the 15th time I was over it it was no longer impactful for me like I think the time she gets hit by the car first for no reason I was like oh do you get it she's hot and bloody and that's gross <laughs> and scary she's definitely not like other girls like I, I I was no longer thrilled by the visuals so the visuals are definitely reused 
too much. Um, apparently, the whole black tar thing, vomiting, vomiting yeah. the black tar. Uh, apparently, it was a practical effect. Oh. That's cool, I think. But apparently they rigged rigged a little hose up in front of her face and spewed Hershey syrup at the floor. Uh, I don't know if it was just how it was shot or if I just expect CGI, but I didn't think, I thought it was pretty goofy. Like the first scene where she shows up at Needy's house and is like eating the chicken on the floor and like screaming, like it was kind of creepy. And then she just starts like spewing black, you know, <laughs> chocolate syrup on everything. And I was like, now this is dumb. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, really scary anymore. <laughs> hmm. I think I've spoken all my thoughts. It just was a movie. <laughs> okay. I have a, yeah, I, I have a few. I have a, I was, I liked the carnivorous deer licking the, the football player's body that yeah. was apparently just waiting for, I, that's actually the horror movie I want to see. <laughs> Uh, is about the carnivorous deer and implied rabbits because the rabbits were chilling, waiting for their turn at the blood too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda Seyfried makes the saddest bologna sandwich I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It's literally one slice of bologna. Uh, that's if you if you're if you've ever had a bologna sandwich, uh, that's not how you make it. <laughs> it was pathetic. <laughs> uh, they had a time-lapse scene that I know that they were extremely proud of where they show the dead football player and the flowers around him wilt. And it would have yes. been a pretty cool shot, except that they didn't use proper candles. So somehow I watch over time-lapse as these flowers wilt and die, but the same tea lights be, be lit the whole time. <laughs> like, give me, call them candles, and then show me them melting down. That's how time-lapse works. That was just very, very lazy. It was a very lazy effect. Uh, there was an excruciating amount of awkward teenage sex kissing. There was so much. <laughs> so, so much. Teenage awkward sex kissing, mouth things, tongue things. I just, I don't, I'm, I usually find sex scenes to be fairly superfluous. I let the one with Needy and Chip go because we wanted to show that they genuinely liked each other. Yeah. And had been, you know, had been doing this for a while. And contrast that, I guess, to Colin getting murdered. But there was just there was just too much kissing for me. I don't <laughs> I don't enjoy watching people movie, movie fake kiss and pretend to like each other. Um, I really hated the end of this movie in that the bed scene is very poorly choreographed. It's just yeah. them rolling around in the, in midair. It looks like one of those things that was very difficult to set up as a practical effect. And the team went out of their way to find a cool way to do it. And then it was shot like dog shit. Because you can't really <laughs> tell what's going on. They could have been they could have been anywhere. They could have been doing anything. They're just wrestling midair. And I also really needed more about this psychic lesbian BFF necklace connection. Because yeah, you can't just give me parts of this and not explain them. Like I almost would have been better. It would have been better for me if Jennifer had bit her the first night. Okay. Because okay. then she would have had a little demon blood and I would have been like, oh, okay. So then this is their psychic connection and yada, yada. And she didn't fully kill her because they're besties or yeah. whatever. 
Uh, but instead what happens is she, Jennifer, Demon Jennifer pins Amanda Seyfried to the wall and goes into like rip her neck or whatever. And instead kind of like kisses her neck. And I, we're supposed to focus on the necklace. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make us focus on the BFF necklace because then, and then now the necklace is the reason why they're psychic. I guess all girls with lesbian crushes are psychics. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. And so she just has this psychic connection with Jennifer and knows when she's murdering people because of her BFF necklace. And then at the end, when they're wrestling around midair and she rips the necklace off Jennifer and Jennifer falls, it like leaves her vulnerable. And then that's how Amanda Seyfried can kill her. And so, because when I first saw it and I get to that scene and she rips the necklace off and and Jennifer dramatically falls and is killed. And I was like, what does that mean? I actually was like, (laughs) what even is that necklace? You have a two second flash of it when she shows Chip. Yeah. For, for some reason early in the script she's like i have a bff necklace and that is supposed to somehow tell me that they are psychically connected with lesbians and i i had probably a dozen of those things when i was a kid <laughs> right and you give them to various people or various people give you halves and you just have them like that was a big thing in the 90s i feel and maybe the 80s uh they were they were everywhere yeah so everybody had bff necklaces i just that's I don't know, maybe it being kitschy. I forgot that they serenade her to death with 8675309. I think that was a deliberate choice. I uh, did not recognize the song until they got to the 8675309 because I don't know that I've ever actually heard the song. Um, So I probably just <laughs> upset some people by saying that out loud, but it's okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Had no it's idea the, the person's name was Jennifer. Anyway, it is. <laughs> uh, I the fury, the anger, the absolute the rage that I felt. Your only Brown is an Indian ex- foreign exchange student who is not allowed to talk because nobody from India can speak English. Okay, except. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They did make it a point of showing us some black people in one of those scenes. I don't remember what scene, but I was like, mm, this is a large amount of black people in this background. Why do you keep zooming in on the black people? You want me to remember their black? Because then they, that's it. It was just like one scene when they're at the school. I think it was the memorial. Maybe, maybe the memorial. Maybe there's one scene. They're like, that's school related. And it was like, oh, it was, it might've been right after the fire after the fire and after the football yeah. player there's like it, the camera's walking through the halls and we see like this black oh. couple it's a black guy and a black girl and they're like he's like holding her and they're sad and then there's like oh there's this other black guy and there's like one more black person and then i did not see any more black people or brown people for the rest of that movie so that one scene they were really like oh but we do have browns see there are others and that was it just that one time <laughs> i mean they just don't they don't fuck with jennifer so they don't so. <laughs> uh Mm. let's see oh oh go ahead i did think it was kind of cute that they circled back around to the waterfall and with the hole at the end when needy has escaped prison 
and is walking down the street, which how, why was her prison like in her town? That's not how prison works anyway, her, but she's passing. And like, you see the knife that they used to stab Jennifer with some of the red balls that we see the scientists dumping into the hole at the beginning. So I was like, oh, we've circled back or she's found where the things that go on the hole come out because they don't, the scientists can't find it, even though it's on the side of a road. <laughs> cars drive but they can't find it scientists can't find it though but there's that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure it was very deep and symbolic sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh amanda sanfried has this line about the dance is an all-you-can-eat buffet which i found very stupid because jennifer can and has been just eating people whenever she wants because she's attractive and dudes want to have sex with her. Yeah. And she's not going like, to attack you, at the dance. When like a hundred people could restrain her. That is literally the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like what, what do you want to, I don't know. Uh, I cannot believe how many times they made me listen to that tree song. Uh, that trees cover bands, that Creed trees cover band song. I can't, I could not, the, num the sheer number of times they made me listen to that song. But get it, that was the joke, get it? Because Needy hated that song, get it? That was the joke, get it? Uh, oh, here, here's the joke. <laughs> the joke is that that's a real band. That's apparently Adam Brody's real ass band. And let me tell you something, if you sound anything or look anything like that, I don't know why you would um, do that to yourself. Like, come on this, come on this, uh, come on the show and show how fucking mid you are, basically. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I also found it weird that Jennifer did not want to kill and eat any of the band members who made her cursed in the first place, or at least bring it up. Like I, you know, maybe when they're having their screaming, dumb screaming match in the abandoned pool or wherever it is that they are, that she could have been mentioned you know when amanda Seyfried is like oh why'd you do chip why'd you why'd you kill my boyfriend you know you could have killed anybody you could have anybody i mean first of all you told her not to have anybody so i mean you, you didn't you didn't provide any alternatives here but then if she had been like you know the band is here you could have gone after them you could have gotten your revenge and she had and jennifer had been like why would i take revenge i love i love being like this now you know yeah then that would have been great but instead it's just like it's like she forgot <laughs> who turned her and that they were coming back into her grasp when she could literally just rolled up to the dance and they would have been like holy shit because you are supposed to be dead you know it just yeah <laughs> I, thought they, I thought they were going to do that I thought yeah. I thought she was going to show up at the dance and that they were going to see her and then somehow like freak out or call a pan calls a pandemonium or there would be like some stampede at the dance because they were going to do something dumb like I knew Jennifer wouldn't attack at the dance that's stupid she's not stupid but I did think right. she was going to show up and that we get that moment of the band to be like oh shit we thought we killed you or I needed to hurt it to or we needed to lean into her act into her actually being a lesbian and tell Chip that no taking out Chip is more important because he's more important to needy mm -hmm. like it it, it it was just sloppy uh i don't like i mean there are a lot of things about the, the script that are dumb but the stopping when your boyfriend is bleeding to death to cross yourself and do a prayer to saint jude is <laughs> so you have the strength to fuck this bitch up it was just so 
he literally bleeds to death in like five minutes. Like you could have saved yourself an extra like 10 seconds by not doing that whippy, <laughs> whippy thing. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy that they ignore Chip until he literally bleeds to death. Uh, yeah. They're too busy shooting at each other. Like if, if she had gotten him out of the pool and immediately wrapped something around his neck. Yeah. And then screamed at Jennifer uh, while he escaped and, and, and got help. He probably would have lived. Probably. We were too busy. We were too busy quipping. Quip, quip, quip. <laughs> You're in your period. Do you get it? It's when girls scream at each other about the periods all the time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I found this. I actually find this movie quite insulting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. It's it, it, Chip just spends a really long time dying. Like I just feel like he could have been okay. He <laughs> could have been. He could have been. Because and even I, even after Jennifer is gone, mm-hmm. she doesn't. She still doesn't try to like. She's just standing over him, like begging him not to die. She's not. Pr- she could have torn the skirt of her dress yes! and used it as a child to use it to like stop the. None of that happens. She just talks no him. First aid. Talks him on the way out. No, no first aid. Talks him literally to death. Uh, so I want to say now that I have to make you watch Ginger Snaps. Have you seen Ginger Snaps? I have not I seen, Ginger seen Ginger Snaps. Ginger. Because no. it's a werewolf movie and you don't watch very many werewolf movies. I don't, as we discovered. <laughs> I think Ginger Snap is like top three werewolf movies for me. It's like okay. Silver Bullet, Ginger Snaps, and something I'm forgetting that I probably liked a lot. <laughs> like maybe Dog Soldiers. But yeah, it is It is amazingly good. It came out in 2000. Okay. And I feel like when you watch it, you're going to go, oh, so Diablo Cody wrote a fanfic of Ginger Snaps. <laughs> Because let me tell you something, it is so similar, <laughs> so similar. And the, I would say the major change that makes it work so much better than Jennifer's body is that the two main girls are sisters. Okay. So they have that, God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but also I love you and I'll kill anybody who looks at you wrong thing going on it's just it's it is the superior feminist horror movie and it's still pretty quippy like they still have some like dialogue but just you know not enough to like shipwreck the plot so keep an eye out for that when i when we are back to creature (laughs) creature feature time yeah uh (laughs) we will be we will be checking out the ginger snaps so you have now you have homework go go watch ginger snaps and then come back in a couple episodes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was jennifer's body it's it's a popcorn flick you put it on the background i think that really um megan fox carries it i feel like the role was really written for a megan fox type Uh, apparently blake apparently blake lively was almost jennifer's jennifer which would have been terrible yeah i don't see that I don't see her for that point. She's also very attractive, but she just doesn't have the panache. Yeah. Megan Fox seems like very Jennifer-y in texture <laughs> yeah. as a human, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I feel like it, it, the casting in some respects was very good and in some respects fell flat. Just like the script in some respects was sort of clever and in some, res- and in a lot of respects fell very flat. But yeah, that was, uh, that was it. 
That was Jennifer's body. (laughs) I've just heard so often that like, that's like the thing you got to love is like, everybody loves Jennifer's body. Like you can't be like a woman who loves horror if you don't love, and I don't know if this is true of brown women. I mean, they've also Mm. all been white who I've heard say Mm. it, but like, what? You're a woman who loves horror? You've never seen Jennifer's body? Like I had broken some rule or something. You gotta so. go to horror jail. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm I'm now out of horror jail. I've seen Jennifer's <laughs> body. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that was Jennifer's body. Yeah. So until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.